0: Yo, today's QOD is think big, think bold, think stretch, think global. Here we go. To the quote of the day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We got Dr. Dennis Kimbrough back on the show today. And he's going to talk about the qualities that are shared by successful, prosperous people who make things happen with their lives. Right now in the book club, we are reading Dr. Kimbrough's book, The Wealth Choice Secrets of Black Millionaires. And if there's one thing, that they all have in common. It's not only that they had big dreams and a vision. It's that they were all, every single one of them, man and woman, they worked hard. They worked really, really hard. This is why I love to read stories about immigrants who come here with nothing and nothing but a vision, really, and they just work their butts off they just have that work ethic and they just do it. They create the life they want. In our society, we have, you know, people subscribe now to this anti-hustle culture. And we, we've had this conversation many times in book club, like, what does hustle mean to you? You know, if hustle means that you're a workaholic and you never do anything but work to the detriment of your, your relationships and your family and your health and all of that, like, that's a problem. I have a problem with that as well. But if anti-hustle means that you shouldn't have to work hard in order to create your dream, I don't know what to tell you. Because anyone who has ever done something with their life and accomplished their goals, big goals, not little goals, but big goals. We're all here to, 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 you know, accomplish big goals. Every single one of them to a man or to a woman, they worked hard. There is no way around it, my friends. So ask yourself, is your dream important enough to you to work hard for it every single day? Dr. Kimbrough, he's coming up.
1: Years ago, I had a great interview with Andy Young. And when I asked him this question, he cut me off in mid-sentence. And I knew he was going to say Martin Luther King. I said, Mr. Ambassador, who had the greatest effect on your life? Before I could get the question out, and again, here's a man who walked side by side, arm in arm with Martin Luther King, and I just knew he was going to respond with MLK Jr., but he didn't. I said, who had the greatest effect on your life? He said, Benjamin Mays. I said, not knocking Dr. Mays. I mean, I am enamored with him. I look up to him former school teacher went on to become president of Morehouse but of all the people you met why Dr Mays and he said because you could always tell when a student was taking a class from Benjamin Mays at Morehouse I said what do you mean Mr Ambassador he said you could see him running across the quad <laughs> Benjamin Mays only had two rules in his classroom the same rules I have in mind number 1 he said Dr Mays would always correct your english and the juniors and seniors over at Morehouse would get in a huff, man, that's whack. Why is this guy correcting my English? And Benjamin Mays would reply, would you rather have me correct your English or a prospective employer correct your English? And rule number two, Benjamin May said, I don't care on the roll book. I don't care what's on the catalog. I don't care what's in the syllabus. I don't care if 1 o'clock is listed. If I get to that classroom at 1245, that door is closed. On time is late. and Early is on time. And late, well, late, damn it, is fired. And he made every student the first assignment remember that old poem. I've only just a minute, 60 seconds in it, forced upon me, can't refuse it, didn't seek it, didn't choose it. But I know that I must use it. I'll suffer if I lose it, pay a count if I abuse it. Just a tiny little minute, entrepreneurs. And what the hell do entrepreneurs do? Entrepreneurs solve problems. You want to make a little money, solve a little problem. But if you solve a big problem, you get bank like Hank. I got to open up with a passage taken out of my second book. And again, the former dean, Ed Davis, thank you very much. You are so gracious. The quote is from Jake Simmons, the oil industrialist, who wrote, one-tenth of the folks run the world, one-tenth watch them run it, and the other 80% don't know what the hell's going on. Charles Clinton Spaulding, founder and super salesman of North Carolina Mutual Insurance Company, was asked what it takes to get to the top. The same thing it takes to succeed in any undertaking, he replied, hard work and determination. Those who make things happen, they all share this quality. No matter how intelligent or able-bodied you may be, if you don't have a sense of urgency then you need to exploit your potential, you will fall short of the mark. But what is hustle? Hustle is doing something everyone else is certain cannot be done. Hustle is getting the sale because you got there first or hung on after others gave up. Hustle is burning the midnight oil, its blood, sweat, and tears. Hustle, entrepreneurs, is missing lunch. Hustle is getting the customer to say yes after he or she said no. Hustle is believing in yourself when no one else will. Hustle is winning and encouraging others to win. Hustle is heaven if you're a hustler, and hell if you're not. Hustle, Joyce Pearson putting on this conference, small business owners and entrepreneurs, is the only way that you're going to keep your lunch rather than have somebody else eat it. So here we are. No matter what book you read, and I'm not here to hawk books, I have been blessed like the dean said, the former dean, I've been here 22 years, and if you look at every syllabus over those 22 years, you will never find my books on the syllabus. I'm not here to hawk books, but I've written cases and I use my cases. No matter who I interviewed for my first book, Thinking we or Black Choice, or What Makes the Great Great, or my last book, a seven-year study on black millionaires, I found four common chords in all these men and women. Boys and girls, I like to say I quit counting at 150 interviews. I interviewed them all. Everybody from Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey spoke in my class, spoke to my students. To Tyler Perry, Damon John. I said, Damon, what was the high water mark in your life? Damon John of Shark Tank. I said, what was the high water mark of your life? He said, what do you mean? When you got to that point where you couldn't see up from down, when you were between a rock and a hard place and you didn't know you were going to get your far-flung apparel line off the ground, and he said to me, well, I remember the day I had to burn the furniture. I said, what do you mean burn the furniture? He said, well, when I finally got financing from Samsung to launch my apparel line, all these seamstresses showed up on my mother's house, and I had no place to put their equipment. I said, what did you do? He said, I took all the furniture out of my mother's house, put it in the backyard, and set it on fire. See, entrepreneurs, that's called grit. That's believing in yourself when no one else will. So I found four common chords in all these men and women. Number one, they dream big dreams. They had a dream, a passion, something they desperately wanted to accomplish in life. In other words, the passionate, committed mind. And what the hell do you know about the passionate, committed mind? The passionate, committed mind cannot be defeated. It cannot be defeated. If the passionate, committed mind could be defeated, there'd be no Oprah Winfrey. There'd be no Bob Johnson of BET. Got a chance to interview him twice. There'd be no Howard Schultz of Starbucks who took his last dime, hired 12 consultants to look at his far-flung coffee-by-a-cup enterprise, and all of them told him not to do it. They told Schultz not to do it. They said if this was a doable equation, McDonald's would be doing it. What's the number one product Waffle House sells? It's coffee. Number two, it's hash browns. Number three, it's stripped steaks. And then number four, it's waffles. The passionate kid of men of cannot be defeated. They dream big dreams. 1944, there's a knock on the door talking about Benjamin Mays at Morehouse. He gets up, he gets out of his chair when he's president of Morehouse, opens up the door and who walks in? Middle-aged man with his 15-year-old son. And the middle-aged man says, Dr. Mays, I won't take up much of your time. I didn't know if you were on campus. I'm taking my son on a tour of your campus. He's going to be a freshman in your fall class. And when your administrative assistant said that you were in, I would be remiss if I at least didn't try to meet you. And he walks over and says, Dr. Mays, again, I'm not here to ask for a scholarship for my son. I don't even need room and board. I'm completely and totally prepared to pay for my son's education. But what I want you to do I want you to say a few words to motivate my son. I know he's a good boy. I know he's going to do well, but I want to make sure he has a life worth living. Benjamin Mays gets out of his chair, walks over to that 15-year-old boy, grabs his hands and says, young man, it's no sin in life not to reach your goals, but it is a sin if you don't have goals to reach. And I have no problem if you fail to reach the stars, but you and I are not going to have some issues if you don't have stars to reach for. High aim is not the problem. Low aim and low living is. Now, who was that middle-aged man? That middle-aged man was Daddy King. And who was that 15-year-old boy? Well, that 15-year-old boy was Martin Luther King. And As you know, Martin Luther King never did finish high school, entered Morehouse at age 15, skipped the ninth grade, skipped the 11th grade. Now, you might say, like my business students, Dr. Kimber, what in the world's that got to do with uh, small business owners and entrepreneurs? Well, that's a great question. Because Steve Jobs, when Steve Jobs got the idea for Apple Computer, he was 16 years old, but he used the same marketing strategy that Martin Luther King used. And what is that marketing strategy? What is that strategic plan that King used? Number one, tell me where we are. Number two, tell me where we can be. And number three, make it that way. Dream big dreams. Tell me where we are, Dr. King. Well, this country wrote the black man a check that came back marked insufficient funds. Steve Jobs, tell me where we are. Well, if you're like me, I know you got 50 million electronic gadgets on you. You got an MP3 player, you got a Palm Pilot, you got a, uh, you know, a beeper, you got a pager, you got a cell phone. All right, tell me where we can be. Dr. King, tell me where we can be. But I had a dream that my four children would be measured by the, color, you know, the content of the character and not the color of the skin. Thank you very much. Steve Jobs, tell me what we can be. Well, I called all my systems engineers, and my graphic designers, and all my computer technology, blah, 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 and I called them together and I said, wouldn't it be a great idea if we could take all these devices and put it on one single item? Dr. King, make it that way. Free at last, free at last. Thank God almighty, I'm free at last. Steve Jobs, make it that way. Ladies and gentlemen. April, 2007, introducing the iPhone. Think big, think bold, think stretch, think global, but think Quantum Leap. That was
0: Dr. Dennis Kimbrough. He does not have a website, but you can check out today's talk. On YouTube, it is called Atlanta Event Videographer, Clark Atlanta University, Dr. Dennis Kimbro. All right, my friend, that is it for me. Hey, check out my brand new podcast. It is called Mindset Coach where I just get to talk for like 20 minutes. It's amazing and teach you about brain science and things as it relates to personal development. Also, go to croxtoncom slash merch and pick up your tees and your hoodies and your stickers and your coffee mugs and all of that fun stuff. And also, if you want ad-free episodes for this podcast, as well as Mindset Coach, go to your app store, download the Stitcher app, and join Join Stitcher Premium, and you can listen to both podcasts and more commercial-free for as low as two ninety-nine dollars a month. I'm out. I'll see you tomorrow with Rabbi Daniel Lappin. Have a great day. Peace.